Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. And I have to say, if only you could see the beautiful dancing that Georgia Moore was just doing on Zoom right then. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in into our 15th episode. It is a pleasure to be with you as always. My name is Marley Silver and I am joined by that very amazing dancing Georgia Moore, all the way down in Melbourne, and Keely, who is not dancing but having a great time anyway. How are you, Keels? Yeah, look, I'm a bit under the weather. Yeah. Um, apologies for my voice, everyone, but I'm good. I'm good. I, we had a good long weekend. Um, and, yeah, I'm just ready to have the day off tomorrow. And Jima, back down south of the border, how are you? How does it feel to be home? I'm good. I'm good. I am getting over the sickness that I feel like Keely now has. So I'm good. I'm very happy to be back in Melbourne. Bit of a journey to get down here on the weekend. Hit a few hit a few spots on the way down, Manly, Central Coast. And that's about it. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> I'm really happy to be home. Um, it's a bit colder down in Melbourne, but I'll take it for my own bed. Love that. Um, I also was sick last week. And then I was reading these memes or like tweets from people online talking about how everyone in Sydney is either sick, getting sick, or has just been sick. And I don't know. I mean, I I think that's the thing. uh, Someone at my work today said the same thing. He's like, oh, Lauren had it first and now we've all had it and you're last. And I was like, yeah. Maybe I would just say, I mean, like, obviously it's a season change. We've had hectic weather and whatever. But I reckon it's also because this time last year, none of us were, like, near other people. And you know how you, like, well, it's just normal sickness. Not well, COVID sickness, but, like, just normal flu someone, we didn't have. Someone, a, a patient I had today actually said, um, I think it's because we've all been super clean. True. So, like, you know, when you see those kids who haven't really gone out in the backyard and gotten a bit dirty, they have really crappy immune systems. That's us right now because we're so clean. It's the hand sanitizer. It's all the bloody hand sanitizer. Wowee. Well, anyway. With, it, with all that chat, first of all, look after yourselves. Um, wash your hands. Wash your hands. All the rest of it. And right now, we have this segment. Feedback feels with kills. Got a few funny ones this week. Uh, the first one is our friend Jared is uh, my dear friend Rihanna's boyfriend. They both got out of quarantine on Wednesday. They've moved back to Australia from living in London. They're both paramedics. Uh, they've got lots of fun stories. But he's actually more of an active listener than Rihanna is, which is very exciting. And on Friday night, uh, we caught up with them and he had a lot of funny things to say. Uh, but he was just, you know, more importantly, waiting for his mention. So this is his big mention. He's an OG listener of the show. Uh, we love you, Jared, and uh, we appreciate your feedback and all the stories that you send through to Rihanna to relate to us. You're now officially allowed to DM the Chicks and Balls Instagram so that we can get those stories from you. And I'll just add on the back of that that um, Jared, yeah, he's a massive Knights fan, legend all around, but the best thing that I saw in the kind of two, the Friday and Saturday night we spent with him um, is he does a dance that we call the dinosaur dance. I don't know if you remember this from primary school or, or this was just something that I also had in primary school, but there's that song where you go, open the door, get on the floor, everybody do, do the, the dinosaur, dinosaur. Yes. boom, boom, chuckalakalakaboom. So he did a dance to that on Saturday night. We were at our friend's birthday and it took you a while. He had to have a couple of drinks to warm up it was and it was so worth it. It was worth the wait. 
You're welcome, Jared. You wanted a shout-out, we gave you a shout-out. And he's officially friend of the show. <laughs> um, the second one was uh, OG listener Nicholas Good. Um, he is a PE slash maths teacher. He told me he teaches one two-unit class of maths. And um, actually, we were all together when I got this phone call, and he was yelling. Was he not? Genuine screaming. Actually yelling. Yep. Gmo was nodding like, yep, screaming. Uh, so in regards to our chat last week, our uh, Are You Smarter Than a Queenslander? If you haven't listened, go have a listen with um, a few of the Knights boys. There was one question, it was a bit of controversy. It was about a cane toad leaping over the field, whatever. He's clarified that the answer is 40, okay? The answer is 40. Technically, the whole field is 120 metres because 100 metres plus 10 metres each of the... Um, what, beyond the den ball? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Mate. Anyway, whatever. That's his, um, yeah, aggressive feedback. Thank you, Nick. We do appreciate it and we correct ourselves. I want to argue that because the wording of the question was length of the field. And if you say someone scores a length of the field try, they're not running from dead ball to dead ball. They're running from try line to try oh, line. Yeah. Take that, goody. <laughs> I'm sure Dirty Panthers supporter. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be getting more feedback from him later. <laughs> On the, the back of from Goody, uh, there has been so much commentary or or like response from the general public and just people I've run into, um, including Connor Watson's mum, Jody, who've all said like really ripped the boys for their IQ. And basically called them dumb and I felt like really bad because, I mean, I, I don't think we we helped uh, with the image of their intelligence because my questions weren't that great. Um, but it was so, I think so I, consistent. Did I not say this last week that Molly's the queen of trivia? I did not say that. Yeah, you did. But I th- it was just so funny because literally um, – yeah, Jodie Watson texts me on Thursday after she listened to the episode and she said, geez, those boys don't sound very smart, do they? And then there was so many, even in... We had a feedback message tonight. Might need to get up the IQ of guests, though. Oh, yeah. That's a bit heavy. Yeah, but it was funny. I was going to give an additional honourable mention to uh, Rocket Silver because his FaceTime intro to Cooper Johns yesterday was nothing short of iconic and hilarious. He did the whole Cooper Johns, son of Maddie Johns, nephew of Andrew Johns thing. But then he was like, "What? oh, he, I was trying to think. He was like, oh, I just have a serious question for you, Coop. Um, and my understanding is that he's been planning this one for a little while. He goes, I thought that Melbourne Storm had a no dickhead policy. So what are you and Brandon Smith doing there? Okay, just, if I hadn't heard him prepare for that for literal it been funny. weeks, it would have been funny. He has been preparing that. And I didn't realise that he said the first part about Matty Johns because I just like handed the phone because he's like <laughs> say, trying to like be lippy. And then I went, just talk to him. And I just passed the phone over. Uh, hilarious. Nice one. Yeah, but he's been rehearsing that for weeks. Yeah, he was really excited. And then it was af- a bit cute, to be honest. Yeah, and then, yeah, such a fangirl. And then afterwards, Coop's like, oh, he's actually funny. And I was like, well, we're not telling him that ever. <laughs> he won't listen to this anyways, it's fine. Um, I got a few more feedbacks. Uh, we had a message come through from Tyler Pearson, 555, Instagram handle. Uh, Grouse podcast, love hearing a women's perspective on sport. I don't see or hear much women talking about it in the media. Good on you guys and keep at it how good thanks mate um and then the only other bit of feedback i had 
was also from Tyler Pierce and he replied to our story. What a guy. Big shout out. Uh, he said, what are your hobbies away from work or footy? I like long walks on the beach. It's a bit of a get to know you, isn't it? <laughs> at sunset. Uh, I'll put this in my Tinder, but, but, uh, Tinder profile. Oh, God. Uh, Did you I, actually? I don't have Tinder. Tinder. You're funnier than that. I don't have Tinder. Okay. Uh, I have Bumble. No, I don't. I have Hinge. Oh, that's uh, actually facts. <laughs> that's actually facts. Anyway, <laughs> hobbies away from work or footy. Well, like mine is touch footy. Does that count? I don't I don't play footy. <laughs> yeah, no, but obviously this stuff. Okay, mine's touch. That's about it, really. Training. You love the gym. I love the gym, bro. Um, getting pissed. Does that count as a hobby? It's not a healthy one. Drink responsibly. I like sleep ins. Naps. Questioning my purpose. On oh, there. Marley, this is not what the question is. <laughs> what is that laugh as well? That was evil. And you had about three chins when you did it. <laughs> oh, gee, more. Any hobbies? I like reading. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have hobbies. I like reading. I like sleeping in and I like going for walks. Not runs. Hate running. Like going for long walks. And... I like visiting my friends in Sydney. <laughs> that was like I like thing. hanging with my friends. No. I like FaceTiming well, my friends. My my counter hobby is I like running. That's my that's probably that's genuinely my hobby. What's the definition of a hobby? Can I just say <laughs> this is so much harder than I thought. This is making us sound like the world's most boring human. We like to party. That's I feel like that's probably the common denominator. We and not like Lame, but just like we like having a good time, you know, mates, beers, footy, chicks, footy, beers. You're the real MVP. Now we come to a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we each award someone or something our own personal MVP title. And Georgia, if you mouth <laughs> along with what I'm saying, I can't say it. But anyway, we award someone. The title of MVP, which stands for Most Valuable Player, if you didn't know. Someone actually told me that they had to Google that the first time they listened to our podcast, and we've never given that explanation. There you go. Uh, for something that they've done that has brought us a bit of joy. Yeah. Keely Silver? Yo. Who's your MVP? My MVP is... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, a 19-year-old Sumar, Kaylee. And I don't know how to say her last McEwen. name. McEwen. which is what I thought, but I didn't want to She put it in her it. Instagram bio, how to pronounce it. So. Oh, did I she? Checked, I yeah. full story. very clever. Too. Very clever. Love that. Um, yeah, massive shout out to her. She broke the world record in the 100-meter backstroke. She's 19. I know she came back from injury. I did hear about that and um, read about it. But what a legend. We love to see it. Absolutely. And we're going to get into lots of swimming chat later in the episode. Yep. Uh, G. Moore. I have two MVPs. One is Big Free 7, which happened over the weekend in the AFL, if you're wondering what I'm talking about. Neil Danaher, who is a former player and coach since retiring from the game, was diagnosed with MND and has since, with his family and heaps of great people, started a charity called Freeze MND. Um, and every year in the AFL, uh, for seven years running now, they have a round dedicated to it. They raised over $2 million and had massive traction around the event this year, as they always do. It's very special. They get heaps of um, sporting faces and commentators and people in the AFL world to like 
go down a slide into the ice. And usually it's in Melbourne in the middle of, well, now, so it's cold. Um, but they did a fantastic job of it, raised heaps of money. Neil is always super inspiring. If you haven't heard about it before, I highly recommend doing some Googling on it. He's an incredible man and gives lots of, there's lots of speeches of his floating around that are just spine tingling stuff. But my other MVP is a really good boy named Hoover the Kelpie, who this week became the most expensive Kelpie in the world and sold for $35,000 because he's a good working boy. That is insane. Yeah, he's Love a you, good Hoover. Boy. What a good boy. Can we put a photo up of him? Yeah, we'll put a photo up of him and celebration of his good boyness. My MVPs, plural. Um, well, I could have said the Canterbury Bank Sound Bulldogs, the greatest rugby league oh. club of all time. Not Dog, necessarily dogs on the field, but in terms of passion. Dogs are having a party. Dogs are having a party. Mates, we got to win. We got to win over the Dragons, too. And our two wins this year. The local teams. To, to, get over, to get over the Sharks and the Dragons as a person who was born and raised in I was going to say, that's Shire. pretty much the whole trial. Damn, it feels good. Anyway, like, I'm happy about it, not my MVP. I have two MVPs. The first is um, a friend of ours. Her name is Taylor Preston. She is in the uh, Cronulla Sharks Harvey Norman women's team. And she's really excited. She, about she's this. like, you probably like, Better friends with Keely than she is with me, and I haven't spent that much time with her. That's not saying to her. Like she just, you haven't been around her. I haven't been around her enough, and like we hung out uh, in Manly on Sunday, and she had me in stitches from the get go. She's just one of those people who is just never stops, and is like so captivating in her stories. And I wasn't following along sometimes, but it, and it was chaotic, and there was a lot going on. But I was like actually on the verge of crying she's just so funny yeah presto you legend but my other follow her on instagram oh yeah she was talking a lot about her instagram followers actually follow her on instagram taylor preston we'll we'll tag her in the show notes yeah um but (laughs) the other mvp came to me this morning i was driving to a meeting uh you know first day back from after the long weekend feeling not that pumped up about having to work and um was feeling a bit tired and just driving along and um I just put the right playlist on and it just pumped me up. I was singing along, singing passionately. Um, the theme of such playlist was country music. Uh, if you don't like country music, as we've said on this podcast before, put a mirror at the end of the bed and wake up to yourself. Wanted to open the floor. We're going to add some country music to our official Chicks and Balls Pump Up playlist because it pumped me up today. W- what songs do you guys want to add? Um, Wagon Wheel, Chicken Fried, yeah. um, Neon Moon. Yep. I've listened to that before. Um, a big GF. It helps. Love that. I am going to... Um, Luke Coombs. Yep. As uh, a, just an artist, add him. Just add him. His whole discog- add discography, him. whatever they call it on Spotify. I want to add the chicks, um, Goodbye Earl. Uh, a bit of a controversial one. Because, I mean, he talks about killing a guy. But, like, nah. you listen to it and you're kind of like, yeah, Vibes. he deserves it. It's a great one. Uh, he deserves it. Yeah, 100% he does. Georgia, what do you want to add? I'm actually looking through my own personal country music playlist, which I have to give shout-outs because this was um, collated between the great Jake Turpin and myself. If you don't know Jake oh, Turpin, some good ones on there. he's the countryest guy you know and he lives for country music. So good. Um, Dirt Road Anthem, Look What God Gave Her, also a great one. I was going to say Neon Moon, love that too. 
Oh, the gambler. Oh, no way. I was literally just saying that. If you Country music, slide into the DMs, add them to the playlist. Get around it. Touchdown! And now we come to a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into some of the biggest sporting headlines from the week gone by. And we just can't go past this one over the weekend. Not only was it the long weekend, but it was also the Australian... Olympic trials for our swimming team, uh, which is always such a great event. We have incredible swimming talent and to see them on display really made me feel so excited. And I don't know if it was because, you know, I was just particularly focusing on them this weekend, but it feels like in a lot of ways, our swim team is back. You know how we used to kind of, we used to dominate in the pool, um, you know, for quite a few Olympics and and be renowned for our swimmers. And it felt like it dropped off a little bit during Rio. Um, but now it feels like we're back. Girls, did you tune in? We, as Keely talked about, our MVP um, was Kaylee McEwen, uh, world record breaker. What else were our highlights or what were we loving with that seeing in the pool? Uh, good to see Cody back. Not going to lie to everyone. I didn't watch heaps of it as it was happening, but I have caught up on a lot of it. Um, yeah, I think the record, like, can you go past the record breaking? That's pretty amazing. I felt like that was a real heart warmer. I just love seeing um, all, like, I loved watching it and the replays and things. That's what, yeah, I'm like, gee, I kept up to date after. I'm pretty sure I watched one of them when we were out. I was like, oh, my gosh, and I watched it on Saturday night, I think, Molly. I watched um, that, a heart of something. (laughs) That was um, me being a little nerd. But I love seeing them all just, and I love seeing all the successes because I love, you know, considering how hard they train for and it's really intense when you're at like a trial that it's almost like this is the make or break you don't you know you don't get past this you're not going to the olympics so there's a lot of pressure and you love seeing a lot of happy faces i felt really really happy when i saw um you know a lot of celebrations post-race and a lot of emotions and it makes me excited for the olympics because you know it's um it's massive it's the pinnacle of sport right How good is swimming, man? I feel like as a country, it really, we don't watch a lot of it consistently, but when it's on, it just really sets the heart of the nation on fire. I love it. I also just appreciate it because I'm not really a strong swimmer. I'm very much a land animal and I would much prefer to run. And so when I see them, I'm like, wow, you guys are freaks. Uh, Some of the highlights for me were watching uh, Emily Seabom uh, qualify for her fourth Olympics. The only other Australian woman to do it is Liesl Jones. Um, and I feel like Seabom's a name that we've heard around for a long time. So it's like so cool. Uh, you know, just today I was talking to someone about how it's like the double-edged sword of being a professional athlete, how it's such a um, incredible thing to be able to achieve, but you have a time limit on it. There's not many other careers where that's the case. And so being able to watch um, her do that was was pretty amazing. Aside from the joy and the excitement that came out of the pool and seeing so many incredible athletes being given their ticket to Tokyo over the weekend, alongside it was something that was a bit of a negative shadow that hung over the pool. There has been some allegations about the culture within Australian swimming, which have come to light after two-time Olympic silver medalist Maddie Grove, after she made the decision to pull out from competing in swimming or, or going to Tokyo this year. So G's actually got the Instagram post um, from Maddie 
about her decision to do this. Yeah, so for those of you who haven't seen it, Maddie Groves came out last week saying, let this be a lesson to all misogynistic perverts in sport and their bootlickers. You can no longer exploit young women and girls, body shame or medically gaslight them and then expect them to represent you so you can earn your annual bonus. Time's up. She said she also came back and edited her caption to say, make them pervs, not great grammar, but make them pervs quake in fear from the number of people supporting a statement that threatens their existence. So pretty strong words from Maddie Grove. She has had an outpouring of support from a lot of the Australian community, as you can imagine. I think um, an investigation has since been launched into Swimming Australia, is my understanding, but Another, another big example of an athlete speaking out. I don't think there's going to be many more years of people being quiet in these sort of situations. How old is she? Do we know? I'll do a live Google. Appreciate you. While you are Googling, G, I'll give a bit more detail around what some of these allegations um, of abuse essentially from within the sport um, are. There's examples of coaches oinking at swimmers, um, saying to female swimmers that they're getting a lard ass in quotes, or uh, there was another swimmer who was also told to get a boob reduction. Um, so there was – from the stories that um, – Maddie was sharing and uh, Georgia has just put up her hands to say she was 20, she's 26. Is that what you said? Yep, she's 26. To, thanks for that live Google. Um, yeah, so a lot of her, her story was about this misogyny. Uh, we kind of, you know, you know, anecdotally growing up, especially a lot of my friends who were really competitive um, swimmers or in basically any sport around uh, puberty and and all the way through adolescence there was always this sort of commentary on their bodies and I remember you know even being about 12 or 13 and and one friend of mine in particular who was a competitive triathlete talking about how uh, she was on a special diet and she told me what trans fats were in food when we were that age like it's a very unhealthy culture I think and it is so important, I think, to have these conversations at the highest level to make that change. Um, there's also been other claims that have come out, apparently, uh, uh, you know, allegedly a 15-year-old boy um, who was punished for, for not performing well or, or something like that and, and forced to wear uh, a, a woman's swimsuit at a training session and be paraded out. I mean, apparently people have come out and said that that's not true. Um, I think his mother was interviewed and it was apparently not a true story, but obviously there's a problem in the sport. And I think as we were kind of alluding to, it's probably one that exists in a lot of sports. uh, And it does take kind of the brave person to not only um, speak out, but to completely eliminate herself from Olympic selection. I was watching the uh, that gymnastics documentary the other day. Athlete A. Is that the, like, just one? Yeah, okay. Athlete A. I was watching that documentary and it's about all the, um, the USA gymnastics program and all the allegations that came through that, um, the sexual assault allegations and things like that. So it's definitely apparent in a lot of uh, sports that are, I guess – where you've got minimal clothing on, um, where you're expected to be, you know, for whether it's for streamline in the swimming pool or so you can flip yourself more um, in the gymnast arena. What is it called? <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, but I think for me, I, I think the same about 
Osaka. It makes me sad because it it comes across as such a shock that they've had to go to this like um, extent and actually pull out of what the you know their dreams are pushed towards. Like what this is what they want. They want to make you know you want to make the Olympics. Maddie wants to be in the Olympics, and she's turned around and said, "I'm not doing it." And that's what she's worked for her entire life. So I think it's it's really brave by her, and I'm really glad that she's getting the support that she uh, deserves. Um, but I just think it's such a massive call. It's crazy. It, it makes you realise it's obvious, obviously there's some truth behind all of this. I was going to say the exact same thing. The term medically gaslighting immediately made me think of the Larry Nassar scandal that Gilly was talking about in the US Olympics team. And yeah, he's serving many years in prison now for that. Well, I guess they're no longer allegations. They were proved to be true in a court of law, but that is a really serious allegation to make. And like you said, I would find it very hard to believe that she hadn't had conversations with people about this prior to pulling out. I cannot imagine that someone who, especially in a sport like swimming, that consumes so many hours of your life to train and to get to that level. I don't think she said nothing and stayed quiet and then out of nowhere been like, well, I'm not going to go to the Olympics. Like, I think that's your last resort. She's clearly been having a lot of conversations. They clearly haven't been sticking, hence the investigation that's now been launched into Swimming Australia. But massive sacrifice for her. You know, she's put her life towards something and, I mean, like you said, very proud. It's a super brave move to, you know, know that change isn't going to come if people aren't loud about it. So, Yeah, and already Swimming Australia has set up an independent um, body to, to do this investigation and it's, I think, empowered other people who've been part of the sport to, to speak out as well. Former Commonwealth Games gold medalist turned academic Dr Jenny McMahon has detailed a range of sickening stories from Australian swimmers and coaches across, um, you know, over a decade. And and so this is, it's not, it's not just her story, but she has, you know, already in, in just what, the week since that she's posted this and really come out and spoken out, um, ignited a conversation that, you know, not only do we hope to see will we'll make genuine change for the sport of swimming, but maybe even inspire other people in other codes to break down sort sort of the toxicity that still exists or, or may still exist in, in whatever arena. So, I mean, it's pretty it, – it's kind of that, that – like I mentioned, you know, it's a bit of a double-edged sword of this, you know, celebration of incredible talent and hope for Tokyo that we saw over the weekend, but also a bit of a stark reality that it's not just what happens in the pool. And uh, even if people are getting the results, they might not necessarily be getting treated right. And that's not okay. The other story that we wanted to chat to you about on today's episode is the very exciting fact that in the 2021 NRLW season, there will be six teams. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. We've got three brand new clubs and personally, I cannot wait. Some of the feedback that we've received pretty consistently throughout our podcasting life so far is that people want to hear us talk more about NRLW. Obviously, we talk about rugby league quite a bit um, and we haven't spoken that much about NRLW. And I want to say to those people, that's because we're pretty far out from that season and we haven't had much news around it. So we can't wait. Girls, how are we feeling? What did we think when we saw these clubs announce? Tell me about it. 
yeah, really exciting stuff coming out of the NRLW. I have a lot of personal friends invested in the sport and playing in the sport who have been calling for this for such a long time now. I think there's a pretty wide acknowledgement that we're not quite at the level of having a full comp in terms of the amount of teams that the men's league currently has, but super exciting stuff to see they're expanding. I think it's been a long time coming. A longer season is only going to do good for the game, give the girls more opportunity to play. I think it's just good all round. Growth is good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so exciting. Uh, I think I should just quickly mention the teams that have signed on, which is really good. Uh, first, we have the Gold Coast Titans, Newcastle Knights and the Parramatta Eels, uh, and they will join the Brisbane Broncos, the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Sydney Roosters for 2021. And I think it was that decision that the Warriors are not in the NRLW anymore for reasons I'm not sure it could have to do with COVID and travel and whatnot. Uh, but regardless of that, there's six teams now and it's really exciting. I mean, I, I work in the space with the girls who are playing in the Harvey Norman Women Premiership at the moment and, you know, it's super exciting. That's what they strive to get into. Uh, it's all about playing, you know, playing really good for your club and then getting the opportunity to represent um, you as a person and, and your club to play in the NRLW teams. And, I mean, from what I've heard, everyone's stoked. And even seeing the young girls... Uh, we have a few – over the past month, we've had two young teams who are just playing league tag. Some of them are getting involved in tackle, but they've come and done some skills and warm-ups with the older girls, and they're, like, starstruck. They get their things signed. It's really cute, but um, I think it's really exciting. I mean, Marley and I, we spoke about that Knights video that got posted. If you haven't seen it, go into the Knights Rugby League Instagram page. They posted a really nice video. They interviewed a few – young players and told them that the Knights will be signing on with the NRLW and their reactions are really cute. It's really heartwarming. I'm stoked. It's just amazing to live in a world where there are these little girls who, you know, are growing up wanting to be NRL players and that's an achievable dream. Like I never would have have thought that that could be a thing and I think it's so amazing to see these greater opportunities for our women. And, yeah, I feel like we have been talking about its expansion for a a quite a while so to see um the clubs investing in this is is also really exciting yeah miles like you said it's such a cool world to be living in where girls have these role models to look up to i'm not sure if you guys have seen that photo of megan rapinoe the u.s soccer player that's been doing the rounds at the moment and it's a photo of her on the field clearly a bit out of place she's sort of just standing there and she's not really in focus but right behind her in the grandstand is like these seven little girls all just like jaws on the ground looking over at her. We'll post it on the page. It's so cool to see. And I just think like that, obviously like she's one of the world's most renowned female athletes, but it's really cool to see that stuff doing the rounds now and making it happen in Australia in a sport that so many young women have grown up watching and known that it's only been a space for men for such a long time to see it coming around and providing opportunities for girls. I just think it's so cool. Very exciting. Absolutely. And to kick off all the hype around Women's Rugby League, next Friday night we have a coveted event, uh, the Women's State of Origin, which has consistently drawn such massive crowds over the last couple of years. It's being held on the sunny coast. I absolutely can't wait to watch it. We're hoping to get up there as well with all things um, considered. Hopefully we do end up there. Um, It's going to be massive. Uh, 
But girls, before we wrap up this chat, something that I realised is of the six NRLW teams that are in there, um, neither of our clubs that we support in the NRL are represented. So who are you guys going to be backing? Um, Do you want my biased opinion or my honest, who I think is going to win opinion? Well, you, who are you going to be cheering for? Who, who, you got to like, if you were going to pull on an NRLW jersey to cheer someone or some, yeah, one of the teams on, who are you cheering on? Oh, this is hard. I'm back in the Knights, personally. I was going to say the Knights because I'm thinking like friends who are going to be playing. I also, like we talk about Newcastle a lot. Marley loves Newcastle. I love Newcastle. So I'm back in, I'm back in the Knights um, and I just loved that video. They did, it made me tear up and I'm like, yep. They're my girls. They're my girls. Um, there's a few of some really good mates in the Sydney Roosters team, though. They're great. You have to – over my dead body would I cheer for the Chooks. I know. Say. It's hard. To be fair, like I'm back in the Queenslanders. They've got oh, some – They've won – They've got some serious talent, man. Serious Allie talent. Ali Tamika wow. Upton. Killer. Taryn Aiken. But, hey, we don't even know who – like. That's what I mean. It's, it's hard because be I'm playing. not sure what the selection process is going to be like because it's still going to be – you know, you could get picked up by the Knights playing for Cronulla or whatever. But I just, I'm, yeah, okay, let's focus on like. Okay, so I'm going to wear a jersey, I'll wear the, a Knights one. So we're both back in the Knights. All right. Jima. I was going to say the Knights too, but I feel like for the sake of a bit of excitement, maybe I should maybe I should go a bit closer to home and get on the Bronx Nation. Ooh, pains me a little bit to say it, but um, Bronx Nation. I tell you what, but I'm back in the Blues girls next week. Oh, yeah. To carry on how the boys have and smash those Maroons once again. Yes, stay tuned. We're hoping to get another edition of Are You Smarter Than a Queenslander with some... With the um, New South Wales Origin Girls. You, you. Now we come to our final segment of the show, Our Ones to Watch, where we recommend what sport, event or even a Netflix show that you should be watching for the week ahead. I'm going to kick us off for a change. Um, I've got two things. One of them uh, I've already posted about on the Instagram. It is a pretty impressive campaign being done by a couple of mates uh, who are passionate about brain cancer awareness. Um, It's called The Big Three Trek. Trek, you should definitely follow them on Instagram. Um, on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, we're recording on Tuesday night. They have a bit of a kickoff event going on, um, but the what they're actually doing is going to kick off on Thursday when the episode is released. So what they're doing is um, they are walking for three days from Sydney to Newcastle to raise money um, for the Mark Hughes Foundation and. It's some, a cause that's really close to their heart, these, these guys who are doing it. And they've managed to rope in so many different people uh, to be a part of it and, and really show a massive kind of stand uh, for this really important cause. And it kind of leads up to the beanies for brain cancer round in the NRL. That is also this weekend. Um, I will be at the uh, kickoff event that would have already happened by the time you're listening to this. And I can't wait to... Yeah, see all these people out there and and raise a fair bit of money for that. So, yeah, keep an eye out and grab a beanie if you can. Um, All the funds go back to that really important research. So that's mine. My one to watch and no surprise here is obviously the Touch Football State of Origin competition this weekend. 
uh, kicking off Friday and playing through to Saturday. They'll do their three-game uh, series um, from under-20s, opens, mixed, um, slash 30s, 40s, etc. Uh, New South Wales versus Queensland. I'll be back in the Blues. Uh, I'll be there. And how you? I was about to just leave it at that. You need to uh, go on to the... Um, New South Wales Touch Football website or it'll be on the Queensland Touch uh, Facebook page. There'll be live streams. It'll be on YouTube, etc. But if you've got some spare time, it's um, the highest quality touch footy games you'll ever watch. So, you. Gee, more. My ones to watch, I've got two. Um, both have been out for such a long time and I'm disappointed in myself that I haven't watched either earlier. Rush is a 2013 movie about F1. Um, it is got Chris Hemsworth in it and Daniel Brühl, I think. You might know him from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's about the story of uh, Nicky Lauda, who is a world-renowned F1 driver who passed away a couple of years ago, sadly, but his story is phenomenal. Even if you don't like F1, the movie is insane and Nicky Lauda's story is incredible. He... Um, I won't give too much away, but had a massive accident and came back in the same season. So he's, it, it's just such a good movie and obviously a Hemsworth tune in. Do you really need another reason? Um, but the other one I watched on the plane this weekend called Phoenix Rising. It's about the Paralympics. It's a Netflix movie that uh, was produced, I believe, by Prince Harry and a few others. Um, it's about the Paralympics and just tells the stories of the most phenomenal athletes. I cried so many times I cried in the intro like it's just incredible and I think with the Olympics coming up it's really fitting my mum was lucky enough to we have a good family friend who uh, won gold in Rio in the para triathlon and mum went to watch her and she has since said that if she was ever going to go to an Olympics again it would be the Paralympics and not the regular Olympics because it's just like it's just so much Prince Harry's quote in it is um the Olympics are where heroes are born but the Paralympics are where heroes come and it's just like the most phenomenal movie and oh I can't recommend it enough it will change the way you look at life genuinely that Mm. sounds I'm gonna watch that that sounds like yeah wowee well we've now come to the end predicting what I'm gonna say our episode this week that's all I got if you're listening thanks. on Spotify, if, if you, you made it this follow, far, thanks. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and give us a five star review if you feel like it. Find us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod. Hit the DMs. If you have music recommendations for our Spotify playlist, slide in. Let us know. Give us some country music recommendations and don't forget to provide Kills with feedback feels. And this is my official retirement statement. <laughs> Why do you get cut about it? Don't get cut, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, you I should, just, I just you should be like grateful we listen to you. You can have it back next week. Thanks for Maybe. listening. <laughs> but the people will probably vote me out. That's all right. Oh, my gosh. Don't worry. If you haven't already noticed, she always has to have the last say on every episode. Alright, see you, bye! See? See? See what I mean? Facts. Catch your friends. That was the best. Oh. <laughs>
Slut Dragon. Slut Dragon.